WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Zach. I'm Joel, and this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage. New Year is upon us, and it's time to do some celebrating. First, let's take a moment to celebrate that this is episode 100. Nice uh, we'll be talking more about episode 101 coming up in a little bit. First, this episode, we talk about the three things we want to bring into 2023. Trick each other with two truths and a lie. Invite more company to our imaginary New Year's Eve bash and take a moment to count down. So the end of the year is a great time to reflect back on all the things that you've experienced over the past 12 months. And as we head into 2023, what three things do you want to carry from 2022 into the new year? Amanda, you go first. Okay, I have one thing that I don't want to carry, and that is like 10 extra pounds. I feel like this year (laughs) definitely fell off the wagon as far as like actually eating a vegetable and exercising. So that's a goal for the new year. But you didn't ask about that. No. Uh, Three things I'm want to carry into the new year. Number one, this job, because this year has been really good in terms of actually connecting with listeners. On the morning show, we have an opportunity to, of course, play a lot of music and share information. But I just feel like this year especially has been a good opportunity for people to call and share what's going on in their lives, whether it's something that's serious or something that's a little bit more lighthearted. And so I'm excited to see that continue in the next year. Uh, The second thing I will carry into the next year, whether I like it or not, is being a part of the things that my kids are a part of, Mm. which I like. Okay, they do a lot of things. Soccer and choir and football and esports is a thing. (laughs) Um, It's a lot, but it's a lot of good things. I have two kids that are now like up and like kind of out ish, one foot out into the world. Um, Both of them having an opportunity to do college sports. And it's just been really good for them to have like team and now my oldest is like coaching a younger kids team and it's like okay I see I see now like where the benefits are and so now that I think I have a little bit more perspective it'll be easier to invest in the younger ones and make sure you know they can do what they want to do and then the third thing is just involvement in church Um, it's really easy to do the watch at home option you know flip on the online stream and drink your coffee and just enjoy it from home which I'm really thankful for sometimes it makes sense to do that But really taking the time to carve out some time on a Sunday, get the kids dressed and get out of the house and sit there and be a part of a community, um, not being distracted at home. Like, oh, I'm just going to throw some laundry in while the worship set is going. You know, Mm. it's I think it's a really good thing to just be a part of that. So hopefully you can carry that into the new year. All right, Joel, what about you? Oh, well, yeah, kind of a little similar to what Amanda's been talking about, because we now have two young boys, uh, one who is going to be a senior in college Mm. next year. And so even though he transferred from here down to Indiana, uh, we had to say goodbye for a little bit. It was a little bit of a a difficult for dad transition. Um, But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, 
this is what we've been aiming for yes. yeah. this whole time. Really? <laughs> we Mission accomplished. For. Yeah, we get you off on your feet a little bit more and get out there and do those things. So there's a little bit of anticipation that I'm, I'm looking forward to. And then uh, this year, our youngest will be a senior in high school. But he's already driving. He's already has another relationship. He's got a job. And he's got all kinds of other activities that he likes to do. And so it's kind of like, oh, wow, you jumped the gun a little bit further than the other one did. Not that there was anything wrong with what was going on. But it's just kind of like, oh, we're nearing a stage in our life now where it's like, we can see a couple people <laughs> leaving the household for like for like a long time. Light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yes, in that sense, yeah. It's getting closer. Or maybe it's just that the train is I'm moving faster train. towards me. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, it's kind of like anticipation of like, wow, there's another stage that we're going to be entering into. So looking forward to that uh, with a little trepidation. Uh, looking forward to learning a little bit more. I'm involved in another activity outside of the radio station that I'm really enjoying, and I'm learning more about it. And as I continue to work at it, growing in that way, I'm learning a lot more, and I'm getting a little bit more insight uh, into the ways that I can grow and develop. And Is it I, and pole really vaulting? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, can you let us all get take a try? <laughs> underwater pole vaulting so it's a little difficult but it's easier yeah, on the joints it is <laughs> but with all that too uh, i've got a lot of hope i got a lot of hope for the new year and, and things uh, that we're seeing at church and in relationships and in, and in ways that things are working uh here at the radio station and, and in other places that we're involved in Boy, I just I see people wanting to be together. I see people wanting, even though there's a lot of anxiety about stuff that's going on in our world, I see a lot of people going like, boy, I would really want to grow deeper in relationships with people and, and have these experiences. And I'm just seeing it in pockets. And it's just like, wow, if we got everybody together on that same page, that would just be explosive. And I think that'd be awesome. Great stuff. Nice. So my three are all habits that I managed to develop over 2022. I tried to do a new habit every month. Three of them have stuck. Wow. So hey. That's a pretty good batting average. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. Get you bat 250, you get, a, you get yeah. a second contract. Um, so the, the number one thing is, this is something I did when I was younger, and I fell away for some reason, and I'm not sure how that happened, just the busyness of life, I guess. I guess. But uh, all year, whenever someone's name has popped into my head, I've decided that that was from the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to stop, and I'm just going to pray for that person, mm, like, whoever that is. And uh, a pastor taught me that back when I was in college. Like That's a good practice to be in because it helps you listen to the Lord more. And um, just to decide, all three of you in this room, I've prayed for you many times this week. Oh, nice. Well, thank this you. Year. I've needed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second habit, um, I am now exercising almost every day. Hey. I want to I try to say every day, but uh, I do follow the two-day rule. I won't let myself skip two days in a row, mm, good. which um, that only happened one time this year. Amanda and I were at an industry event yes. a couple months ago <laughs> and uh, did not find time to exercise those days. And uh, my third habit- you hab exercised oh, your mind. I did. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that counts. <laughs> and your socialization. We had to be around She's looking people. for support. We, so we, we, say yes, say yes. we did. Nah, we did have to be yeah. around a a lot more people than we're used to. Uh, and the third habit, a little silly habit, but I've noticed it's helped my mental state in the mornings and like get ready for the day more is I start every single morning with Wordle. And I don't oh, think yeah. I missed a single day this year. Hey. And like, it's something as silly as just typing out some letters. And I've got a system where I do the same three words at the top. And I, I usually get it by the fourth try. But something about starting my day with that instead of doom scrolling Twitter mm. or checking my email 
um, it's helped me start each day a little bit better this year. I like nice. that your Wordle goal is just to complete it, not to try and complete it in as few steps as necessary, where that's mine, and then I get so stressed out that I hit a six instead of a two. It's a whole thing. So, <laughs> Well, at least you complete your Wordle. So you know how many days I start mine in the morning, and then I get like hung up on it, and I'm like, I'll just come back to it later, and then I never, never remember to finish it. That's funny. <laughs> well, you guys uh, dropped some really good things, and I'm excited for you to carry those into the new year. Uh, I have a couple that... Uh, I don't know. I guess they're maybe superficial. Uh, but the first one is education. Um, I have been in pursuit of my master's degree. And with that, and then also um, during the pandemic, my role in involvement in church shifted from being a, not performer, but I was on the worship team to now I'm more of just in the congregation and I'm learning. And I have just really felt all of that coming together to help me uh, utilize some new tools that I have never experienced before. And I feel like it's bettering me as a person, uh, professionally and personally. So I would love to keep education a part of what I bring into 2023. Uh, patience is another one. I have several teenagers or preteens in the house, <laughs> and there are a variety of different things that they uh, bring into my world that I'm just like, what is going on? Uh, probably the biggest one of the year is I have a 14-year-old daughter who um, she entered into high school this year, and it is our first introduction into boyfriend territory oh, and it has been that's... quite a roller coaster ride at yeah. moments uh, but I would say the biggest victory is that even though at 14 as dad we have been able to establish conversations Good. about it uh, because you grow up and you see this in other instances of maybe siblings ahead of you and how uh, tumultuous that conversation or maybe a lack thereof uh, exists between dad and daughter so I'm grateful to even have that. So uh, just more patience so that as more of these situations unfold, that I am prepared. And then uh, this is more the superficial one, I suppose, is I plan to keep my facial hair. Uh, I I started growing it as part of No Shave November in 2018. Uh, At 41 years old, I've been told several times by several people, if I shave it off, I will approximately look like I'm 22 years old. So in order to... uh, That's not a bad thing. It is. I know. But if you go back 20 years... you get rid of the facial hair just wait until you're like 62 shave it off and then you'll look 42 42, and you'll really be in the sweet spot i do want to be taken seriously when i go out so (laughs) i I will leave the facial hair as a part of however i love this story why you started with no shave november (laughs) why didn't you shave it after the month was done okay so this like i said this was in 2018 in 2019 i was going with compassion to togo so in between that time i had to get a passport photo and i was nervous that traveling the country, if my real face didn't match my passport face, I would get locked down somewhere and would not be able to get home and I did not want to be stuck in Africa. So. Because I'm sure the people at oh, Customs yeah. have never oh. seen someone shave their facial hair before. It was just such a new style. passport. I didn't think that they would like, hey, you just had this taken. It was just assigned to you like two weeks ago. Why do you have no beard? So what, I didn't want to have to explain it. It was just It's not like you Grizzly Adams. No. huge hanging down about <laughs> trying to feet there yeah, so it I, would be if i hadn't shaved it since but all right oh good story <laughs> tell me lies tell me sweet little lies
Well, we are all really familiar with this one. It is two truths and a lie. Each of us has gathered three facts. Two are true. One is not. We did focus them around the theme of 2022, 2023, the year in general. So it's time to share our three facts and see if we can figure out which one is not true. Zach, let's start with you. Okay. So we all know every year, Times Square, New York City, a giant ball drops down at midnight. Uh, The one that's currently doing it, 12 feet in diameter, by the way, 32,000 LED fixtures. True. That's a, a lot. <laughs> yes, that is true, but that is not one of the facts. Um, Chalk of one. <laughs> there are also a lot of other drops in cities all over the United States. So, oh, fun. including in these, uh, Manhattan, Kansas, a red delicious apple is dropped. Mm. That's because Manhattan's nickname is the Little Apple. Mm. Uh, in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, I know this they one. drop a giant crescent wrench. Get it? Mechanicsburg. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, and uh, Sauk City, Wisconsin, the birthplace of Culver's, drops a 500-pound stick of butter. Oh, I would love for them to drop a 500-pound cheese curd. Uh, I feel like Mechanicsburg is false. I happen to have family there, and I don't feel like I remember seeing that one or hearing about it, but I do know in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, they drop a pickle. Oh. So what what was the Wisconsin one? It was butter? Butter. Yes. Mm. I'm going to say that one because I want it to be cheese. I'm going to say that one because a 500-pound stick of butter. That's a lot of it's milk It's also the wrong fat. shape. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, Joel and Jeremy, you are correct. Hi! I, I made that one up in the Culver's drive-thru. That's <laughs> Well, like, they're known for their butter burger. Mechanicsburg so. does a crescent wrench. Apparently, huh. according to Google. No idea. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'll go next. I did mine on the theme of Old Lang Sign. Oh, Dan Goldberg. Ah. Um, so this song, uh, this is just a little preface it for you, is uh, much older than uh, any other popular song we sing during the holidays. It dates back to 1788. Uh, it was published by Scottish poet Robert Burns. Uh, who lived from 1759 to 1796. Uh, but over True. 220 years later, we're still singing it. So uh, here are my three facts. The first one, there were three similar poems that touched on the idea of Auld Lang Syne. Uh, the term itself can be translated to old, long since, so it's similar to once upon a time. Uh, Burns did it as for Auld Lang Syne, which means for the sake of old times. Uh, number two. Burns sent the poem to two publishers. The first one tried to do it with a Scottish melody, and he was like, mm, not working. The second guy did it, and it's the one we know today. The song burst into popularity so much that Australian department stores used it to let customers know that they are closing for the day. Huh. And number three, in the movie When Harry Met Sally, there's a scene where they talk about New Year's, or that it happens during New Year's Eve, and Billy Crystal's character wonders what the song means. Meg Ryan's character, Sally, says, well, it's about old friends, and that's exactly what it is. The song is meant to be about preserving old friendships, looking back over the events of the year. So if you do happen to forget somebody, it's a reminder to reflect back on them. Wow. Ooh. There's a lot of information. There is a lot of information in there. I'm going to go with option two as being the lie, Mm -hmm. because I think the department store thing, you switched up the country. It's not Australia that uses it for closing time. It's somebody else. I'm going to go with number two as well, but just because it's 
There's a lot more detail in there. Right. And I am kind more of detail. like, oh, okay. More Feeding detail hides the lies. Yes, yes, exactly. I got this game figured out. Zach? Well, I also am going to go with number two, okay. only because there's no way a Scottish melody would lose. Scottish music is awesome. <laughs> All right. So number two is incorrect. It is nice. the falsehood. Uh, Zach, I'm sorry to say that the, that part about the Scottish melody oh. is true, uh, but it wasn't Australian department stores. It was Southeast Asia and Japanese hey. department stores. Doors. Uh, that's how they let customers know, hey, closing time. Get out. Yep. And then closing time, that song came out in the I, 90s. I was going to say, closing Which, fun fact, time. it has nothing to do with closing any buildings. Right. It's all about a baby being yes. born. Okay. <laughs> It's his. It's res- true. It's his response and reaction to learning that he's going to ha- he's going be, to be a father. father. Yep. Everything's, when you walk through the yeah, lyrics yeah. and you think about it from that per- yeah. perspective, you're like, my uh, whole life uh. has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Okay. It's so crazy. Okay. My two truths and a lie are about everybody's favorite teenager, Dick Clark. Oh, New Year's Rockin'. I mean, he was he was perpetually a teenager. Oh, he sure. had American okay. Bandstand, New Year's Rockin' Eve. He hosted that for more than forty years. Um, so True. here. Yes, true. (laughs) Here are three items that may be true or may not be true about Dick Clark. His first job in radio was at the age of 17 Hmm. at the front desk of the radio station that his father managed, which was in New York, WRUN Radio. Number two... He had to testify before Congress in 1959 about a possible conflict of interest between his promotion of performers and songs on American Bandstand because he'd be like, hey, this is a new great group. Please welcome Tommy James and the Shondells. And he also wrote music and produced music for these same groups. Mm. So he had to testify in front of Congress about that. And then number three, he was a huge fan of the Flintstones. So much that he owned a prehistoric Flintstone-style rock house in Malibu, which recently sold in 2014 for $1.7 million, which was quite a price cut from the original asking price of $3.5 million. Ooh, there's a lot of detail oh, in there, too. Yeah. I'm going to say the first one, and that for some reason you changed up like the radio station name or the age. Okay. I'm going to say number two, because I think that happened, but not in 1959. I think you might have changed the year. Okay. I'm going to go with number two as well, but only because Dick Clark having to go before Congress. That, to me, just sounds a little bit... uh, Like Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, Jeremy's actually correct. Oh! Um, The first job was at the age of 17. That was the radio station, but it wasn't the front desk. He worked in the mailroom of the radio station. And he did have to testify before Congress in 59. um, That whole payola thing. Oh, I thought that was later. It was. He was like the first guy. Okay. I listened to this whole long extended podcast about it. Poor Jeremy has heard like me just spout all this information. Off. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I like that stuff. it was um, really slimy for a really long time, and a lot oh. of um, songs that went to number one in the '60s, and then again in the '80s. Not because the songs were great, but because program directors got paid, paid to, to play, play them. Mm. So really interesting stuff. But yeah, Dick oh, yeah. Clark was the first one wow. who kind of got a little heat for that because he wrote and produced a lot of these songs, and then also promoted them on TV. Wow. Wow. I there didn't you know go. that. All right, Joel. Oh, all right. With your three. I will hit you with my three. The The event that's taken place, especially at the end of this year, is something that I really, really love, and that's the World Cup. 
Oh, yeah. I really... Uh, I still work, but I keep the TV on and I watch some of the games and every <laughs> once in a while you'll hear me scream or yell or jump up and down. But nonetheless, the World Cup is going on and it's it's soccer, football, however you want to call it. It's a huge sport. It, it's just played around the world, hundreds of countries, dozens of teams uh, around the world and in every country has got um, some of them so with that in mind here are your two truths and a lie regarding the world cup there are multiple shots that you can take on goal there's all kinds of ways you can score a goal you can head the ball in you can kick it in you can have it ricochet off of you all of these are possible but one of the favorite shots that you can take is actually called the swerve and if you've ever seen these guys bend that ball in an arc around there, that's the, one of the technical names, hmm. technical names of it, called the swerve. Hmm. Another, um, well, these are all true. They're all, let's just <laughs> assume they're all true. <laughs> the goalkeeper, I don't tell lies. Number two. The, goal, yeah. <laughs> the goalkeeper with the record for going the longest without giving up a goal in the World Cup, his name is actually walt zenga and he's from italy hmm. the record is 517 minutes of going without having a goal a, a ball go by him how many games is that if a game a match is 90, 90 minutes technically 90 minutes yeah 90 ish so so at least six six yeah. yeah okay so gone through it all done right. all right yeah and then the last uh fact of the matter when england won the world cup in 1966 they were actually allowed to keep the original trophy there are two trophies hmm. in the world cup and the first one is known as the jules Rimet trophy okay that's the first one the second one is just plainly called the fifa world cup trophy <laughs> I know, original. It's less fancy. Yes, exactly. You from Oriental exactly. Trading Company. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you see these guys running around with them during the game? The fake no. ones? It's just yeah. hilarious. So anyway, when England won the World Cup back in 1966, they were allowed to keep the original trophy, and then we moved into the modern era with the new trophy that's mm. around now. So we have the Swerve, we have Walt Zenga, and we have the World Cup trophy. Boy. Those are all very believable. They are. I'm going to say number two because Walt is not an Italian name. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right. I'm going to say, I feel like Zach's on to something, but I also feel like number one, the swerve, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I've not ever heard that term. Doesn't mean it's not a thing, but I, I don't know. I just feel like okay. I would have heard it. I was going to go with number one as well because I worked at a video store for a while and uh, there was a movie called Bend It Like Beckham. Oh, yes. And if it was called The Swerve, I think they would have called it like Swerve It Like Beckham. That, that doesn't, doesn't quite rhyme, have but no, that's about as much logic as I have. The alliteration so. in there. <laughs> so I'm going Swerve with number it one. like Steve, you know? <laughs> so that's all I got. That's okay. All, I got. all right. Actually, the lie is number three. Stop. Okay. Yes, England did not. England did win in 1966. They did win. Uh, Walt Zenga is actually Walter 
That's his full name. I know. I know. It's not. It doesn't sound Italian. But Walter Zenga has 517 minutes. He's got the record. But yes, the uh, the team that got to keep the original is Brazil. Oh, Oh, right. And that's after they had won it. I think three times. I'm surprised because I feel like the royal family would have been like, we have all the fancy things. We get this too. After after the the winner uh, uh, the in the stipulation in the original documents regarding the trophy is that if you won it three times you kept the original trophy oh, okay. that was in the documentation. Interesting. Wow, cool. It is time to host an imaginary New Year's Eve bash. You're hosting, and aside from your immediate friends and family, you get to invite three additional guests to attend, be a part of your gathering. Joel, who's coming to your party? Well, I, it took me a little while to kind of figure out. I wanted to narrow down my list. The first one, though, I can invite anybody, living or dead? Or, sure. Okay, it, thank you. It's, it's your party, yeah, Joel. it's my party. You want to bring a dead invite person, that's fine. I want to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dig them up, have them sit in the corner. Weekend at Bernie's, weekend at Joel's. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I, I would invite John Calvin. Because I got some questions. Wow. I would like answered. Uh, we got to figure a few things out here. <laughs> that is heavy. Right out <laughs> the gate. right on the bat. <laughs> well, I figure, too, there'll be some conversation. I'm sure everybody likes to talk about religion at New Year's Eve parties. I mean, why not? Why not? <laughs> my second guest is an artist, Kurt Elling. Is my wife's uh, favorite artist. is a jazz musician. He actually studied to be a priest. But one of his professors is like, I actually think you could do ministry better if you sung. Hmm. Oh, wow. And so he did. He turned it into a career. He's won several Grammys. He's been nominated for dozens of them. Uh, But just a beautiful voice, uh, just the control, and he'll be entertaining. Plus, he's funny in conversation. I've actually had the privilege of talking to him once. And uh, just really fascinating guy. And then the third person I would invite along, uh, for especially for conversation, especially today. Kurt Elling still, by the way, is still alive. The third person, though, I would invite is Deb Holland. She is the Interior Secretary for the United States. I know I've got weird people coming to my party. You're a news guy. But I am. What yeah. kind of snacks are we having yeah. at this party? Here's some Werther's Originals <laughs> yes. and Black Licorice. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I know you like Black Licorice. I like I Black do. Licorice, too. Hey. <laughs> I'm fine. Hey. Oh, there's something really interesting about Deb Holland. Yes. She's the first Native American woman mm. to be named yes. as the Interior Secretary. And of interesting note, I actually have a relation who was the first Department of Indian Affairs. Mm. I'm Native American, by the way, so I got a little bit of bias here. But actually, yes, Eli Parker is a relation of mine like about four steps down. So got a little connection with the government in there. Doesn't help me now, but, you know, it's there. All right. Um, so I will go next. Is going to be as fun as that? Uh, no. Um, no. That's because he doesn't have any licorice. It's not serving I, any of that. Uh, here's where my brain went. It took a little time to get here. But uh, over the past month or so, I have lost uh, some several uh, childhood icons. Uh, Kevin Conroy, he was the voice of Batman that I grew up with. Uh, Jason David Frank was the Green and White Ranger in Power Rangers. And so I thought, I'm going to select a few more icons from my past so that I can get some time with them before they go. So here's my list. Uh, Number one, Michael Jordan. This guy was my everything as a kid. I loved the Bulls. Uh, It was during the time where they won their back-to-back-to-back, and I could never afford a real jersey. So my mom, when I was a kid, uh, would buy uh, red and black 
tank tops, cotton tank tops, and with puff paints, we would put the Bulls logo on it and the number on the back. And I wore those out. They were my favorite thing to wear. So that was before I found Barry Sanders, which he did not make the list, but I I also enjoy. Uh, Scott Bakula, he is maybe a deep cut on the list, but he played Sam Beckett on the original Quantum Leap. Uh, And you have a son named Beckett. And I do have a son named Beckett, but I do not believe that's where it came from. But it was in your brain somewhere. It was in my brain somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Outside of cartoons like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Batman, this live action show was my favorite. I had a great premise too, um, that you have this man leaping through time, righting wrongs, and uh, I just, it was just so great. And I started the adventure with the reboot. It's not as great. I definitely miss the old one. <laughs> and then uh, finally, Michael J. Fox, outside of video games, basketball, TV, love Back to the Future. Uh, I worked at Blockbuster for a time, and we would get in these deep, uh, heavy conversations, and I would always fight that Back to the Future was better than Star Wars, and I always lost, uh, because <laughs> Star Wars is probably superior because they have more movies. Uh, but I would just love a little time with him. I uh, had a chance to listen to a podcast, uh, read a couple of his books, but the podcast was kind of like telling some of his backstory. Um, and it was a very surprising backstory. I hadn't heard some of those nuggets before. So, um, yeah, those would be my three. Those are good. Okay, so mine's kind of a, a hodgepodge. Um, it's funny you mentioned Star Wars, Jeremy. Star Wars is probably my favorite of all the entertainment franchises. So this name, you might not be familiar with him, but you're familiar with his work. His name is Tony Gilroy. Hmm. He is the creator of Rogue One and oh. Andor, which I just finished watching over the weekend. And... Uh, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> the best show I've ever watched. I wish Steve was on this podcast because he'd be screaming up and down right now, agreeing with me. Um, there's going to be a season two, but I got to wait two years for it. So oh, I want Tony wow. to come to my party so I can ask him what's oh, going to happen. Wow. So I don't have to wait until 2024. Two years. Yeah, my second guest, um, my childhood icon, Alton Brown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Good Eats on the Food Network, mostly to beg him to keep making more Good Eats. But uh, <laughs> everything, I, I love to cook, and it's because I watched that show mm. every single time it was on when I was a kid. I love that he was uh, an educator, and he was funny, and I, I'd love to spend some time with Alton Brown. And my third guest, uh, I'd invite him, but he's going to be a little bit busy on New Year's Eve this year coaching the Michigan Wolverines yes! in <laughs> the yes! college football playoff, <laughs> the one and only Jim. Harbaugh. Oh, wow. I would love to spend just like five minutes listening to that guy say all the random things he did. Five minutes is too long. In his last press conference, he said hater tots. And it's just amazing. (laughs) I love that man. Maybe he'll play some catch with you out in the backyard, too. Yeah, there you go. Why are you booing? You like Ohio State, don't you? No. Oh, Michigan State? Yes. Okay. Okay. Michigan State has no chance this year, so cheer for your state. No. <laughs> but have you been but, to the big house, Joel? No. Oh man, that will no. change your life. Well, it will because uh, there's way too many people that are allowed inside there, and they just overcrowd the thing. And <laughs> the fire chief, for some reason, but is then not they say, working Mr. that Brightside, day. And it's just the best. Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps singing uh, that song. Uh, <laughs> all right, Amanda. My party. I wasn't as thoughtful as you guys were. Okay, I went pretty easy. Number one, Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. What? I'm going to need some help cleaning and cooking. All right. So you, you get to right. come yeah. and be a part of the yep. party. Yep. I see this. <laughs> Number two, Dave Barnes. I love his music. He's a very funny guy. Very I feel funny. like he would create a really nice ambiance for the evening. And, you know, if there was time, he does stand-up comedy, too. Oh. So he could provide some entertainment. Well-rounded man. Yeah. Right? Number three, Bob Barker. 
Because if we're going to keep this party going, I can't be the one responsible for all the entertainment. And he would bring some great games and maybe even a brand new car. So those are my three. I think that would make a great party. That is a great party, especially if you're bringing Plinko or the one with the with the The yodeler guy, the the mountain climber guy. (laughs) It's always a favorite. And then you could win like a prize. And it's really funny on our TV system. There is an entire channel dedicated to old prices, right? Mm. Like from the 80s and the prices on these things like brand new car seven grand oh <laughs> you know wow. but also bob barker a little on the creepy side like you shouldn't have to kiss him on the cheek to win a prize <laughs> but we've learned things <laughs> we are growing yes right we're looking at our clock and the seconds are running down so Counting down. we want a chance for everybody to do that so let's do a little countdown of our own you pick the topic and the countdown of your top five movies from the past year your favorite foods top moments of the year rank them stick them in order so that we can finish up with your favorite jeremy why don't you go first all right at first i was going to do movies and then i realized i haven't really watched a whole lot of movies this year so i went with food something i spent a lot of time with because i have a few extra pounds and when i started 2022 uh we are going with number five coffee in pursuit of my master's degree i have had many trips to starbucks to study and i found that i love sweet foam I don't know what it is, but it's good, and I like it on my coffee. Uh, Grillo's Pickles. Uh, stumbled upon these on an online site about the best pickles that you can buy, and I found them at Costco, bought them, and they are never heated, so they stay super crunchy, and they're super garlicky, uh, and I love that dill flavor. So that is number four. Number three, I went with uh, the burrito at uh, Beltline Bar. Yes. Their web burritos are just amazing. I oftentimes get the California platter because it adds a few extra things around the burrito. Uh, but speaking of burritos, also got one at Jake's Coastal Cantina. Uh, this was in Florida during a vacation over the summer. It was just this little hole in the wall. And it was like a burrito setup where like you kind of do it as a subway. Uh, kind of similar to like Qdoba or Chipotle, but it was way better because it was much more authentic than what we get up here. And then number one uh, was pizza. Uh, in one of those at-home pizza ovens with the little cupped pepperonis. It was just some simple ingredients from the grocery store, but whatever you put in that pizza oven came out tasting amazing. So maybe I'm more in love with the pizza (laughs) Pizza oven, oven. (laughs) but the pizza was really great You adding that to your your Christmas list? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why not? My top five things of 2022, I picked five things that I've learned. Ooh, nice. And I quickly put them in order, but they're kind of different, so it's hard to to compare them all. Um, Number five and a lot of these I learned from TikTok, okay? <laughs> um, and they're not like, what I learned about myself, but like actual practical things. How to open an English muffin without using a knife or a fork. If you grab both sides and you twist them, kind of like an Oreo, they it will eventually come apart. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Number four, I learned how to get rid of things. I moved from my house into my parents house and then now into my current house and I got sick of carrying stuff so I learned like it's okay to let some things go this item no longer serves you it is okay to get rid of it and that's a really valuable lesson I think um number three I learned that the top rack of the dishwasher can be adjusted if you need extra height on the top so it's not just fancy dishwashers Like most dishwashers, they have a thing on the side. If you push it in and push down or up, you can get that extra space that you need. And Zach, your face says it all. Oh my goodness. I I never knew I needed to know that. But I need to know that right now. So if you need a little extra space, either on the bottom or the top, you can adjust it. 
Number two, this happened over Thanksgiving. I learned how to make monkey bread. Mm. It is something that my grandma always made, and I thought it was like super complicated. Maybe hers was, but the recipe I found was not. And it's like, oh, this is something I can totally incorporate into, you know, our family traditions from here on out. And something from her, uh, she is still living. But, you know, in the future, when she's not, it's a little piece of grandma we can always have with us. Aww. And then number one, mine also involves coffee, um, trying to save some money and doing the morning show. Not a lot of coffee spots are even open before work. And so I've been really working to make fancy coffee at home, you know, buying some of the syrups. And it's taken a lot of time, a lot of trial and error a lot of ooh, this is not good but a milk frother is essential mm. if you get a little milk or a little cream and you have one of those little eight dollar dealies you can make all the difference so there you go delicious okay so mine's gonna kind of seem like a downer but i promise it, it's not uh, 2022 has been a really hard year for me uh, i've had a lot of things happen in my personal life and uh, my depression's been acting up a lot this year and music has been a really important tool in uh, helping me overcome that this year so in the spirit of deep cut on backstage these are uh, the five songs from wcsg artists that have impacted me the most this year mm. uh, number five this is a song we're actually playing on the air thank you to amanda for choosing this song it's You're just welcome. as good from chris renzema and ellie holcomb uh, one of the things that really helps me whenever i'm sad is to remember all the good things that god has done for me over my 36 and counting years uh, number four song this song we do not play on the radio but it's by zach williams it's called good to know uh, i love the lyrics it says when life gets heavy my will can let me down when all my worries drag me to the ground, it's good to know that you took it all. Mm. Number three song, we're playing this one on CSG. It's Believe by Blessing Offer. Yeah. I get goosebumps within the first 30 seconds of that song. Like, one. you catch me when I fall, right? Ooh, that song gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I love that song. Um, and number two song, I just discovered this song uh, a couple weeks ago. It's uh, another song we don't play on CSG, but it's by Brandon Heath called That's Enough. We will play this whenever they let us oh, have I, it. <laughs> I cannot wait. Just the, the course. It's so simple. Just I am here. I am loved. God is good. And that's enough. Mm -hmm. And my number one song, we're playing this one on CSG, Rest in the Father, Stephen Stanley. Oh my good. gosh, that boy can sing. Yeah. And uh, there's a line in the bridge, go back to the altar, go back to the start, go down to the water and remember whose you are. Mm -hmm. I've got that typed out and it's on my computer desk at home. It's on my mirror in the bathroom. And, uh, I mentioned earlier, Amanda and I went to an event a couple weeks ago. Stephen Stanley was at that event, and I got to tell him how much that song meant to me, and that was probably my coolest moment of the year. I love nice. that. Nice. We'll awesome. also make that list available on our website, so if you want to revisit those songs, uh, we'll have that ability for you. And that Brandon Heath song is their next single, so nice. right after Christmas time. That's when you get that one. <laughs> hey. Can't wait. Cool. All right, Joel. All right. Um, one of the things that I had been uh, wondering about living in this time and thinking about, wow, what are the things that bring me joy or what are things that, that make me happy? And I began kind of thinking a little bit more and going, oh, well, I know that there's like countries that have like the happiness rating. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up and I'm like, oh, Two of the countries I want to go to are on this list. One of the countries I've already been to is on this list. So I must be on the right track. So your top five happiest countries in the world. Mm. Five is Finland. Want to go there. Um, have always been fascinated by it. Just seems like a really cool country. Number four is Denmark. Same thing. That's actually, those are the two 
two countries on both of our lists. Uh, my wife and I, we like watching travel videos. Yeah. And so those those countries are on our list. Switzerland, I do want to get there, but it's not like I need to get there. It's rather expensive. Number two is Iceland. And we just actually went there uh, this past year and had a fantastic time. And the number one country uh, for happiness, uh, the Netherlands. Oh, oh. you basically so live in Netherlands, I was going to say, and I'm not too far away from the Dutch store. And I like going there. And they always look at me kind of like, oh, it's so nice to see you. So, yes. <laughs> and so, I'm like, You're yeah, not We're not. I'm, but they're happy. So, and I mean, yeah. Probably also very happy because as of this recording, at least, they beat the U.S. in Ex- the World yes. Cup. So, yep. they're, they're doing well. On. Yes. <laughs> Real good. Thanks, Joel. Well, thank you for spending time with WCSG Backstage. You can learn more at WCSG.org. Just search the keyword backstage. And before we close things out, quick note about our next episode. It will be episode 101 of the podcast, and it's going to be our biggest episode yet and set things up for the future of WCSG Backstage. So keep an eye out for that. So from all of us at WCSG, you guys can all join in on this. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you, you and your, and and your, your family. family. It was a mess, but we got we got through it. Uh, I'm That's here. very reflective of the year. It was a mess, but we <laughs> it got was through a mess, it. But we got through it. Take that. Uh, I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Zach. I'm Joel, and this is WCSG Backstage. Backstage.